Hi, this is Pastor Bob. Welcome again to Student of the Word. I'm teaching on the subject of theology and have for almost two weeks. We're in the last of it. We're going to talk about two judgments, one for the believer, one for the unbeliever. This is going to take two lessons. We're going to study again how that God judges us as Christians from the book of life because we've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Then next time we'll talk about the other book, the book of works. So let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Welcome again to Student of the Word. Glad to have you here today. And today we're getting into the last of eight that I have been teaching on, on the foundational truths of the Word of God. And uh, these are basic doctrines, and so we've been taking that uh, for seven lessons before this. Again, today we're in the eighth one, the last one. We began with a teaching on theology, and then we went to the fall of man and talked about how that we got into this mess. Theology was really the discussion of God and studying God and almost the sheer impossibility for imperfect people to understand a perfect God, yet we can get close, okay? The third one we took up was faith for salvation, and there we talked about, again, the fact that uh, salvation has always been by faith, every dispensation, every time period that God has has always been salvation by faith. Then we got into unlimited atonement, the fact that Jesus Christ died for every single one of us, and there's no one he left out. He didn't die for a select group of people. He knew ahead of time who would receive him, but he offers it to everybody, but he knows who will say yes and who will say no. We took up advocacy, the fact that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are two advocates sent to minister for us, stand beside us, Again, the Greek word really means a defense attorney. And so Satan is our prosecutor and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are defense attorneys. And the good news is God the Father sits on the throne. Our Father sits on the throne. Our brother is our defense counselor. The Holy Spirit, our best friend, is our defense counselor. And Satan isn't even part of the family. So that's the good news. The prosecutor isn't even part of the family. So all of us are. We talked about the church. We talked about the time period we live in, dispensations and times we presented that, and then redemption. We talked about the wonderful things about redemption. Today we are talking about the fact that there are going to be two judgments in heaven. The first one for the believer and the second one for the unbeliever divided by a thousand years of time between the two. And so we're going to start today, if you would turn to Romans chapter 2, we're going to take a look there. And while you're finding that, let me just read a testimony here. And this came from Sandy and she comments, simplicity is a beautiful gift. I'm praying to have a gift of storytelling that is simple and packs a punch as well. So thank you, she says, for doing what you do. Well, again, thank you and uh, glad to have you here today. If you're here for the first time, well, welcome to the broadcast. I'm sure like we just heard, you'd like to uh, enjoy the broadcast too. And one gift that God has given to me is to take the word of God and make it simple. If I don't understand it, anybody can't understand it. If I can understand it, everybody can understand it because I never was smart in school. I never made fabulous grades. I just, you know, mediocrely came through high school, went to college, quit my junior year, went to Bible school. And there I began to understand that, you know, if I can make it simple to where people, young people, children can understand it, then the adults can understand it too. So that's the gift that God's given to me. I believe you'll like it. If you're here for the first time, 
If you're here for the 10th time, well, welcome back. If you're here for the numerous times you've watched, well, then again, thank you for being here. And uh, thank you for being a partner with me too, those of you who become partners with me. I depend on you and love you. Thank God for you each day. And I'll get you a handwritten note when you become a partner with me. Might wanna frame it and put it on the wall or you might just wanna throw it away. Don't really care. So again, the point of it is, is thank you because God provides gifting. God provides what I offer to you but it's people that make it possible by the giving and finances are what puts us on the air. So again, we thank you again for being a partner with me. And if you'd like to become a partner, then go to my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me. And thank you again in advance for doing that. All right, today we're gonna to take a look at Romans chapter two, verses one through six. And here it says these verses of scripture, this is dealing with the unbeliever. It says, therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whosoever you are who judge, for in whatever area you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same thing. We know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O oh man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance, but in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourselves wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each according to his deeds or to his works. We're gonna talk about two different judgments that are gonna be in heaven, separated by a thousand years. The first one will be during the time of the rapture on earth, where the church is taken to heaven and the tribulation goes on. Right after the rapture, the church will be in heaven and the church for those seven years will go through the judgment seat of Christ. We will be rewarded. And we are not going to be judged whether we can go to heaven. That occurred when we became born again. By receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, God slapped a one-way ticket in our pocket, put it there, and we have a one-way ticket to heaven. That's gonna take us there, and we're gonna be there. But how we lived our life on earth, doing what God asked us to do, winning souls, there's a soul winner's crown in heaven, God will reward us. So again, the judgment seat of Christ for us is not to see if we go to heaven. In fact, a better name for it is the rewards seat of Christ. And we who are believers have been born again, living for Jesus, Jesus will be rewarded in heaven and those rewards will be eternal. So that's what this is talking about. But in a thousand years later, whenever the millennium is over, we have a new heaven and a new earth. At the time that occurs, all unbelievers will be removed from hell and brought into heaven and they will stand before the great white throne judgment. This one is to see if you belong in heaven or you are separated from God. Ours was not to see if we go to heaven. We settled that when we became born again. Ours is for rewards after we are saved. And as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter three, some will receive many rewards, some will receive a few rewards, and some will receive no rewards at all. They will be saved so as by fire. And so the fire descends on our works, and if the works are things that will withstand, then whenever the fire is lifted, those things that could be burned up or burned up, what can't be burned up will be left over. But there will be some believers who have nothing that'll be left over. They themselves will be saved, but they'll have no rewards in heaven. Heaven will be all kinds of levels of rewards and no two people will look the same, act the same, be in heaven the same. The Bible says we will differ in heaven like the stars that are in the universe, all different 
in brilliance and size and magnitude, and that's what God is saying there about us. But for the unbeliever, a thousand years later, after they had been in hell for a thousand years minimum, some got in there in the Old Testament, but those who have been there for all that time, God will remove all of them from hell and bring them into heaven. And the one thing they will be judged for is not for their works, because their works do not count for going to heaven, but they will be just looked at only for one thing. Did you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? All their works will be recorded in a book. They'll fall back on and say, we did a lot of good works. And God will look and say, yes, they're in here. But this is not what brings you into heaven, your works. What brings you into heaven is relationship with Jesus Christ. So. The difference between those is literally two books. There are going to be two judgments and a book for each one. And the one that will be for the believers, first of all, will be called the Lamb's Book of Life. And the Lamb's Book of Life will be recorded in it the fact that we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. The Book of Works will also be there. And another this is another book that will be opened up. Out of it, God will read our good works, and he will then reward us for those good works. If your name is found in the Book of Life, you'll be rewarded for the Book of Works. A thousand years later, as unbelievers stand there. Their name is not found written in the book of life, but all their good deeds are done here. God will look and say, yes, your good deeds are done here. They'll say, can we go to heaven? He goes, no, this is not the book that allows you into heaven. This is the book that allows you into heaven. And those names, it says in Revelation, those names not found written in the book of life are cast into the lake of fire forever. This book becomes their condemnation. But this book becomes the fact that we are going to heaven because this book records the fact that we have been born again. If we've been born again and we fall back on Jesus' works on the cross, we receive Jesus the Savior, we're guaranteed of heaven. And then this book, the book of works, will end up indicating what rewards we will get in heaven. And so again, that's the difference between the two. So let's take a look at another verse of scripture here from the word of God. And uh, again, Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15 tell us this. Let's go to that verse because this tells you what I've just been telling you. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15 tell us about two books. I saw a great white throne. This is verse 11 through 15. I saw a great white throne and he who sat upon him, whose face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was no place found for them. This is him in his vengeance, in his anger toward those who refused to accept the simplicity and the simpleness of salvation. And in verse 12, I saw the dead. These are the spiritually dead, those who've never received Jesus, small and great, that is just common citizens, kings, on up to the greatest ranking ones who've never received Jesus, standing before God. And the books were open. Notice two books. We're going to have a book called the Book of Life and another called the Book of Works. And another book was open, which is the Book of Life. And the dead were judged according to their works. That's from the Book of Works by the things that were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. The death in Hades delivered up the dead that were in them, and they were judged each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and here's where it comes back to the book of life. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So again, we find there in those verses of scripture what the two uh, judgments are going to be, one for believers and then the other for unbelievers. Most unbelievers think that their good works written in the book of works will outweigh their bad works written in the book of works and allow them into heaven. 
it. So they're going to look at the balancing act. And you talk to most people today who are not Christians and, and start witnessing, and most of them will throw up this argument, I think I have been good enough. I think my good uh, works will outweigh my get bad works, my good deeds, the things I've done for people, and God will let me into heaven because God's get bound to let me into heaven. I come back to this, if your good works could get you into heaven, why did Jesus have to come and die? Because there is none righteous, no, not one. There's not any works. In fact, by the deeds of the law, by any kind of works, no flesh shall be justified in God's sight. So no matter how many good works that the person does, they still get an F. And even if you make a 99.9, you still make an F. The only A in heaven is a 100%. There is no B's, no C's, no D's. There's only an A and an F. So Paul tells us God will judge sinners for their deeds. The deeds judged are their good deeds and not their bad deeds. Their works or their sins are judged. They are good works from the book of works, but their sins will not even be brought up because Jesus died and judged them. Sinners will appeal to God from the book of works, which God will use, and then God will condemn them from the book of works, then sentence them from the book of life where their names are not found into the lake of fire forever and forever. Well, on that great, wonderful note, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue from there. Bible doctrines are easy to understand. They only seem difficult because they often come disguised as complicated or deep sounding concepts, but their explanations are simple. In Theology Simplified, Volume 2, Bob Yandian breaks down eight more foundational doctrines that will bring strength and stability to your Christian life. Twelve messages include the Bible doctrines of advocacy, the church, dispensations, the fall of man, the study of God, the judgments, faith for salvation, and unlimited atonement. These 12 episodes from the Student of the Word broadcasts are available as audio CDs, video DVDs, or both audio and video on a USB flash drive. To order Theology Simplified Volume 2, visit our website at bobyandian.com. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Without the Word of God, our lives would be unstable and without direction. There would be no hope for believers or, for that matter, the entire world. In this seven-part series, Pastor Bob Yandian emphasizes and explains the vital necessity of the Word of God in the life of every believer. Sermon titles include A More Sure Word of Prophecy, The Inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God's Reputation, The Wisdom of God's Word, the Merchandise of Wisdom, Wisdom, Riches, and Honor, and Jesus, Our Wisdom. To order Importance of the Word, go to bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. 
Sinners will be judged one day at the great white throne judgment from the book of works because they fall back on their works. They, they know good and well they've never accepted Jesus, but they try to substitute their works. And so they will talk about their works. And sure enough, the book of works will be in heaven. God's going to open up and go, yeah, that's all in here. And they'll probably say at the end of it, well, do what kind of score do I get? They'll say, oh, I think you made a 97 on this. They said, oh my goodness, that's a great one. I can come to heaven. He says, no, 97 is an F. 98 is an F. 99 is an F. 99.999 is an F. There's only one passing grade 100. And Jesus Christ is the only one who's ever made a 100 on my test. And if you would have accepted him as Lord and Savior, he would have given you his score. You would have got his 100 and got in on his score into heaven. And that would have had your name written in the book of life. But since you never accepted Jesus, all you have is your works to fall back on. And because of that, you're going to be sentenced to the lake of fire forever and forever. Again, the scripture we read in the first half of this broadcast was those names not found written in the book of life were cast in the lake of fire. Believers will be judged from the book of life because that's what we fall back on. If you ever ask me, will I go to heaven? I'm not gonna start listing all my good deeds because I know that won't get me to heaven. If a person asks me, are you gonna go to heaven when you die? I will say, absolutely yes. Why? Because I have put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ only. That's what I fall back on is the works of Jesus. That's what gets me into heaven. And so again, believers are judged from the book of life and when their name is found there, they are rewarded from the book of works for the good things they have done. So the book of works and the Lamb's book of life, mankind falls back on their good works because they reject the work of Jesus Christ. They face God's judgment in eternity because they refused to accept his judgment in time and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They're not judged for their sins. Jesus judged them. Sinners are judged for their good works to prove their righteousness is not God's and they cannot make an A on God's test. They can't. And only one who ever did that was Jesus. Jesus, and because Jesus made an A and Jesus made a 100, I can accept him as Savior and receive his score getting into heaven. Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Notice good works. Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. People have often read this and say, well, how can a person go to heaven if they cast out devils? How can they go into heaven if they prophesied and have and done wonders in his name? How can they go to not go to heaven because of that? Because all of these are works. Notice this person never said, Lord, not only did I cast out devils in your name, do mighty wonders in your name, but I accepted you as the Lord and Savior of my life. In that case, they would have gone to heaven, but all this person mentions is works. And I don't care how close to Christianity you look, you can't get to heaven without accepting the author of Christianity, and that is Jesus Christ. Verse 23 goes on to say, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Notice that, never. I don't care what you've done. I've never known you. Depart from me, you who practice iniquity. Notice without Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you can do the greatest things possible, but God still calls it iniquity. The two books are also for the sinners and the saints. One book called the book of works keeps the sinner out of heaven. The other, the book of life, sends him to the lake of fire. But with the believer, one book, the book of life, lets him into heaven. And the other book called the book of works gives him eternal rewards for the fact that his name was found written in the book of life. So are we made righteous by works? The answer is absolutely no. 
Look at Romans chapter four with me, if you would, verses one through five. Are we made righteous by works? And here Paul says in this chapter, in verses one through five, what shall we then say about Abraham, our father, as regarding the flesh or his natural life has found? What did Abraham discover in life? If Abraham were justified by works, he would have reason to boast. This is before people, before men, but not before God. What does the scripture say? And now we have a quote from Genesis 15 and verse six. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Notice this, his simple faith in God, his simple faith in the Lord, and we call him Jesus, they called him Jehovah. The simple faith that Abraham put into him was counted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the reward is not counted as grace, but as a debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. This faith I'm talking about that's gonna send Bob to heaven and send you to heaven if you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior did not start with Jesus going to the cross. It started in the Old Testament. It actually started with Adam and Eve, but here we have, it's brought out here in this verse of scripture, Abraham because becomes the father of our faith, not only of our faith today, but also throughout all the word of God, the very father of all faith. Anyone who wants to go to heaven has to come back to this simple promise. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse five, again, to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith, just like Abraham's, is counted to him, that's me and you, as righteousness. So faith made Abraham righteous before God and grace made Abraham's righteousness come without good works. But are works a bad word? The answer is no. You can't find one scripture defining one kind of works and make all types of other works fit in it. Why do I say that? Because there are people, they, anytime they find the word works, they go, no, 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 we're, we, we, aren't, we aren't saved by works. I know you're not saved by works, but you're saved unto good works. The whole purpose of getting you born again, getting your name in the book of life is so that your name, your name can also be found in the book of works and these works count. They actually add to your uh, stay in heaven and rewards in heaven because not only is your name found in the book of life, but after the book of life and you accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, you begin to go out and win souls, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, just like those people said, but yours counts because your name is found in the book of life. So again, do works fit into the Christian life? The answer is yes, yes, and double yes. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 says, for by grace are you saved through faith. Notice not by works. It goes on to say, and that's not of yourself. By grace are you saved through faith, and even that faith is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. The fact that I put my faith and trust in God, the moment I heard the gospel, I decided I want that. At that moment, faith came to me. I acted on that faith and Jesus Christ became my Lord and Savior. But I didn't have faith until I decided I wanted. I heard the gospel. I said, I want that. The moment I said that, faith came to me. So for by grace, you save through faith. And even that faith is not of you. It's not that something I just drug out of myself to believe. God dropped the faith in me to receive him. It is the gift of God, not of works. I do not receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because I've done good works. My works don't make me a Christian. 
And so what makes me a Christian is acting on faith and receiving Jesus as my savior. Again, not of works lest any man should boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The works you do before you're saved don't count, but the works you do after you're saved not only count here in life by winning souls, God gives us eternal rewards in heaven and there's one in heaven for soul winning, there's a soul winner's crown. It says that we are saved unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk into that. Part of God's plan is not only to save me, but to have me walk in good works before the world. What is good works for in the first place? That good works do not precede salvation, but follow. And when a person hears that I'm born again, they start to watch me. And all of a sudden my works begin to be an outward display of what's in my heart. Faith toward God, the moment I have that, the Holy Spirit moves into me and then good works begin. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes our works pleasing to God. God's works show the world our faith and display the new life we have on the inside. Works out here that I do before people are a display of what I have in my heart. Can you see why that a sinner doesn't count? Because he may do good works in here, out here, but what he's trying to do is earn salvation and there's nothing in here. These works are not a proof of what's inside. These works are trying to please God and please people and be nice to people and God's gonna be moved by my niceness. God is not moved by my niceness. He is moved by my faith that I use to put Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the highest position of my life, and to make him the Lord of my life. The moment I do that, Jesus Christ sits inside of me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And now, because I have this in here, I now do things out here because of the nature that's in me. Let's take a look at James chapter two. Take a look at verse 14. We're gonna read down through verse 26. And this whole thing I'm talking about here is amplified in the book of James. It says in verse 26, what does it profit my brothers if a man says he has faith and has no works? Can that type of faith save him? If a man just simply says, I have faith, but there's no work showing it, then how can that type of faith save him? It can't. If a brother or sister is naked and has no daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, yet you do not give them the things they need for their body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it has no works, and this is corresponding actions that show you are saved, that says, even so, if it has no works, is dead. Being alone, verse 18, a man may say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. You can't show me your faith unless you have works because works are supposed to show people your faith. I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble in reverence, in fear before God. But will you know, O vain or empty man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? when he had offered Isaac, his son, on the altar. This is years after his salvation. This shows that when Abraham had faith in the Lord, it was a number of years later before his son was born and then grew up to the point where now God has said, will you really offer him on the altar for me? He said, yes. And when he brought up that knife to kill him, God stopped him and said, you've proved to me by your works that you truly have received me. And this is what works is for toward the world. Don't you see how faith worked together or partnered with his works? and by works his faith was made perfect or completed. 
And the scripture was fulfilled, which said Abraham believed God. It was imputed to him for righteousness, and he is called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Verse 25, we have now under the law. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent them out another way. This is years after her salvation. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. We're gonna continue with this tomorrow, right here where we've just left off. And we're gonna talk about the importance of works in the Christian life. But just because works don't save you, doesn't mean that there's no place for them. They come after salvation, not before salvation. And they become a proof to the world and a proof to God. I truly have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Have a good day, I'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.